Sip tea, the darker girl is sweeter Feels cool, but it's hotter than a fever Kick back with two of your favorite divas Let's talk, let's talk, come on Start it, give it something you can feel, yeah No faking, we gotta keep it real, yeah Pour it and pull up, see, yeah, yeah and Don't you know it's high time for high tea? episode of season one of the black tea i am your hostess miss lucy stool and we have our co-host bambi banks kool-aid it's me again i know y'all hate it <laughs> she's but still me. fucking here y'all <laughs> <laughs> fucking holding it down bambi we are recording our last episode for this first season how you feeling that is so exciting i really you know i'm surprised that i made it all the way here um <laughs> what what it's really crazy to me that um you know i've been your guest for 13 episodes 13 episodes 12 <laughs> 13 this is 14 um this is basically just like torture at this point she's locked she got me locked up in the basement y'all y'all don't see the uh the phone call but i'm actually in lucy's basement right now <laughs> See, running your mouth is gonna get you stuck down there for a little bit longer. You better watch out. She has me yeah, stunning. Man. She has me stunning her outfits while simultaneously also being on this podcast. This <laughs> I mean, yeah, a bitch needs to know how to work. Pennies, you, but I need girl, money, so girl, you need to know how to do that when you're in the motherfucking workroom. So just you know, think of it as practice. Okay. Girl, speaking of the workroom, we had hella announcements today. Oh shit, y'all. So today, um, yeah, this episode will come out on Friday, but today was the cast reveal for RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13. Yes. Some of our faves are on there. Some Chicago. We got a Chicago legend on there. We got one of the... Uh, who, Bambi? Who? Miss Kamora Hall, y'all. The Bob Mackie queen herself. Yes, she is related to Jada Essence Hall by um Taj Mahal um, being their mother. And she yeah. is sickening. Baby girl will come out dripping in Mackie. Mackie has her number. He calls Literally. her every Sunday. Yes, he checks, he checks up on her, okay? Yeah. Like, this is uh, pretty fucking iconic because, like, if you live in Chicago, you know who Kamora fucking Hall is. She is a diva. She was raised by legends. She's uh, always been a fucking star and, like, one of those, like, utmost, like, drag queens. She's, like, the drag queen that drag queens look to and are like you're fucking fabulous true um, the, the crazy thing is is that like she doesn't do a whole lot of drag that being said so well yeah she had uh like uh i think she went through like a period of like social anxiety you know as yeah. do with drag and she also you know has a day job you know but she's yeah. having other passions and that's great no it's so <laughs> fucking great and like it's so cool to actually like see that because the girl has been doing fucking drag forever she is a integral part of the scene and has always fucking been around i just yeah. i think it's so yeah i think it's so dope to see her get plucked out and be like hell yeah we're taking you to superstar status she's so, 
uh, she's so important to my like origin story too because she was like the first Chicago queen to uh, really like take me on the town and hang out with me and show me how like you know Chicago queens get down. I didn't know that really. Yeah, right. Like no, because nobody fucking talked to me when I first started. Either. <laughs> she was like, she was like, I thought you hated me, and I was like, I don't. And she was like, Okay, let's be friends. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> Bambi, I felt the same way about you. You were always like so quiet and like withdrawn around me. I was like, This girl don't even want to talk or hang out with me. Girl, I was just nervous, as I am always. So I don't know. I, I feel like people be projecting their feelings on me. I'll be doing shit, but minding my own business, eating fruit snacks and. <laughs> The girls be bothered. <laughs> that is, I mean, you know, listen, Bambi ain't perfect, but for the most part, she is right about that shit. She, she do be right about that. They love to pick on my little Bambi because you know she got a she got a loud mouth, and they love picking on the girls. They it's love okay. picking on the girls with loud mouths. So. I, I got I got dragged by a uh, Britney Stan Twitter the other day. I was like, oh lord, no, really? Yeah. I'm really not about to do this about Britney. Wait Stan's a minute, woman. no. Before we go on, what what is this? What happened? Child, first of all, I don't understand stan culture altogether. Because you <laughs> bitches really be going up for a bitch that don't call you, don't text you, don't think about you. Britney Spears is minding her damn business. She got other things to worry about. Why are you so damn bothered? Damn. <laughs> So did they get mad at you? You must have. They said got mad about at me Queen. because I said that Britney Spears could have been any white girl, and it's true. She could have been any white girl. They could have picked any white girl and gave her like the team. That's not my fault. Like Britney Spears is not that vocally like amazing. She she can hold the tune. It's cute. She got rhythm. That's cute. Yeah, the basics of being a pop star. Now, what really makes Britney iconic is her fucking team, not her. <laughs> Okay, and I'm sorry. Okay. I have to. I have to disagree with some of that because on on one on one part you are true about her being a fucking white woman and her being the perfect like blonde superstar that came out exactly when that's what everyone was pushing. But Britney does have some mad fucking talent, and her ass been working since she was like eight fucking years old. And that's like, fine. That I'm little not white saying. girl can fucking dance, and she may not be a fucking Christina Aguilera when it comes to the fucking singing. But her ass can hold her fucking own, and she always has. And that like, makes she sense. She literally always has. Look, she I'm not has, saying she literally that. was. No, like when she first started fucking dancing, the pop girls weren't dancing like that. The pop girls were not fucking dancing like that. She was and back before she hurt her, she, she was giving us more than a backflip. And before she hurt herself, she was that fucking bitch, y'all. I, I hold a place in my heart. I heard a hold a place in my heart for Britney Spears mm. very deep because she was my beard for years. And Aww. I have always been a fan of That is so cute. She was. Like, oh, my God. In high school, my nickname was Spears Boy. And, like, my oh locker. My yes, no, I was a big Britney Spears fan. Like, huge. Everyone in fucking school knew me as That's good the know. Britney fan. And I was but, never saying, also, that she wasn't a hard worker. I think that hard work is really, like, the, the pinnacle of what it takes to be a star at the end of the day. You could yeah. be... You don't have to have the best talent. You just have to be a hard worker. I'm not saying she wasn't a hard worker. I'm just saying with the level of difficulty <laughs> yeah. that no. she was given, it could have been any other girl who could dance. That's all I'm saying. No, wait a bit. <laughs> Britney used to bring it. Britney used to fucking bring it, okay? okay? I mean, that's a different opinion, but you know what? I do agree with some of it, so that's fine. Anyway. Anyway, got Stan Twitter got track. me together anyway, so... <laughs> Damn Twitter fucking drug your ass back. I never say anything about Britney Spears ever a day in my life again. I love you, Britney Spears. 
<laughs> well, they're gonna I listen to this. You. They're gonna listen to this and they're gonna come for you again. But it's Girl, all good. Reddit already hate me. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm sure Reddit does. I'm sure. I've never looked at it. I'm sure they hate me too, bitch. I'll never check Child. it out. Um, okay. But also, uh, our good friend, our good sis, our like baby girl, like literal baby, Denali uh, got on this fucking season. Y'all, that is so crazy. A I really baby, watched, a I watched child. her get into drag the first time in her Shakira cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I just, you know, that is another fucking moment where I'm like, wow, I literally watched this girl start drag. Like, this is so. It's so fucking amazing. Good for her. Good right, for right. Her. She ate the promo. The girls ate the promo. Love the promo list, ladies. Um, but yeah, Miss Denali is on. That is so sickening. She is a part of my like very, very close uh friend group. We all like kind of started drag together, and she was, I think, the second to last in our friend group to like start. So it really is like watching your baby sister like grow up. It's so iconic. I love it. I love it so much. And she's gonna kill it. Y'all be ready. She's about yeah. to eat. <laughs> they better, they better fucking figure out a way to bring a fucking ice ice skating rink up into the, that bitch. The ice princess thing. Look, <laughs> <laughs> Bambi, don't be saying nothing. Could you imagine them like, like literally, like just icing the stage though? They got money. <laughs> they got money. They got money. Come on, pouring do it. water on the stage and freezing it just so she could ice skate. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about a real gag, darling? That that would bring the fucking show right that there. That would be the gag. That would. That's be the so gag. fucking cool. So no, we, we're not going to talk about the whole cast, but just one, just like one or two more people. So we, it would be remiss for us not to fucking mention that the Dominican doll, <gasps> the Dominican, the Dominican doll. The girl who originated fucking sitting alone in VIP. What the, what fuck, the fuck going on? Going on? <laughs> <laughs> the literal already icon from Brooklyn, Candy Look. fucking Muse. It's Candace not musical. Is an icon. <laughs> the fucking she's already an icon. She's already one of those girls that gets to walk on there and be like, I have cemented my fucking place in drag and what I do, like. I am this fucking girl, and here she fucking is. Like that, I'm so happy for her. Like I'm finally, so excited for Miss Candace musical. She is about to eat these girls up. You know, because her ass look. been sitting at home for the past five years, just like I am ready. So I know she is about to give it to everybody this yes, season. Yes, she was. She was. She was doing her little countdown with the music, trying to drop hints. I was like, you are hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was so funny. The, the girls were so funny because you know, apparently somebody accidentally like slipped that like one clip yesterday that kind of let everyone know that this was all happening. Did you not see that, Bambi? No, what happened? Apparently, some like intern or something released like a thirty second like video clip. Oh yeah, okay. Because so we didn't, even, we didn't even know this all was supposed to be rolling out right now, and then I... somebody dropped a little gag yesterday. I was lucky and, so mad because I posted it like thinking that they had like just released it early, like, oh, surprise gag. And then somebody was like, oh, it's leaked. I, was, I had to delete that shit. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Who is <laughs> who is releasing shit the day before? Like, the what are y'all doing? Before. Like, damn. Like, like damn. Y'all couldn't wait 12 hours? I was Come like, wow, that was a that was a that was a monumental fucking slip up. But um I don't know if it fast-tracked it for us or this was just already going to, like, happen this way, but holy shit, how cool is that? Like, this shit is starting, like, January 1st, too. Oh, for real? Yeah. Okay, ring in the new year. show starts New Year's Day. 
Wow, I've had such a chaotic year. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Like somebody was saying, like, what, this is like our third season of drag race in the pandemic? Is that true? Yeah, uh American, yeah, technically. Is it? There's there's been more seasons than that if we count all of them then. If we there's count all like... of them, it's it's the sixth one, I think. Because Jada Jada was in the pandemic, Shay was yeah. in the pandemic, this is yeah. in the pandemic, and then you have MV Peru. Holland, yeah. Ha, uh, Priyanka. Yeah. Oh, and maybe that's it. I think Just, that's it, so it's five. So it's five, yeah. So this would be the sixth season of Drag Race in the pandemic. How the fuck did that even happen? Holy shit! Holy fucking shit. You know what? No matter what you do have to say about fucking Drag Race, I'm like, thank you for bringing all this faggotry to me. Like, I appreciate all the fucking faggotry you are bringing right. to Thank our TVs and across the fucking world. Something to do. <laughs> <laughs> something to fucking do. Something to fucking do. But um, you know what? Let's get off our drag race and get back into our own shit. Because you know what you bitches that. Okay. All right. Well, Bambi about to die before she can get on drag race. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Uh, we're two bitches that are not on Drag Race, but we're here doing the fucking work and having a great time in our drag, and we are going to speak to two lovely fucking people today. I am so excited. We got some fucking superstars for the season finale. Yes, child. You want me to... Should I? Are we... Yeah, Bambi. Well, you know what? Let's let's treat today as if it was your show. So why don't you go ahead and... Bro, don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Bambi Amelia was like, oh, fuck. Look, Lucy loves setting me up mid-show, y'all. Y'all don't know this because I'm so good at, uh, you know, covering. But Lucy will really throw me a curveball in the middle of the damn podcast, and I'll be like, oh, how? How I be throwing you a curveball? It's you your podcast, me. girl. It, look, you just threw it. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> no, but let's bring in this first guest. This first guest is actually on... Uh, the winner of the redemption season of Dragula and will be on season four. She yes. is thickening. Um, we want to talk about looks. She yes. really was giving it to us this year, y'all. And mm-hmm. I got I also I, I kind of counted that one too as one of the uh drag races that were released. Okay, not drag race, it's the same. I mean, you know what? Here, don't don't disrespect uh the boo the boule brothers i would never they're, they're on another level of drag race sorry <laughs> okay. that, episode, that episode was epic that episode that, was. that episode alone was so fucking epic i was like y'all gonna have to step y'all pussy up like jesus True. sorry i interrupted i interrupted your intro sorry no you're all good this is listening to y'all don't worry about me <laughs> Uh, <laughs> please give it up for Saint. Yes. Hi, everybody. Hello, my love. We are so happy to have you on this episode today. What's going on, Saint? Oh, you know, just surviving in a pandemic. <laughs> I just moved to New York, so that's been interesting. What? Wait, I had no what? idea. Yeah, I like just moved to New York in the middle of the pandemic, just in the dead of night. Uh, hell, oh, wow, fucking okay. yes. How long have you been there now? Um, I've been here for about three months now. Three. It's been lovely. Months. Today's actually the first day it's snowing. It's like snowing outside for the first aren't time. Aren't y'all open too? Like, is, aren't the bars open? Like, kind of. Like, I think they're going like regressing in the shutdown now. Okay. 
Yeah, which is like kind of where uh, we're all right right now. Fucking yeah. taking a step back because our asses couldn't get it right the first Just time. Just wait till Christmas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn it. But yeah, saying you're in the club. That's so fucking dope. What made you like do that big fucking move? Where were you living at? Uh, um, I was living at in Ackworth, Georgia, which is like 45 minutes north of Atlanta, and it was just not the tea living out there in Trump land, all those red flags. I mean, those, Ooh, yeah. yeah. As soon as I uh, finished filming Resurrection, I was like, okay, I'm out. I really need to like move to a place where I'm accepted, not tolerated. Yeah. So what part of New York are you like, like what neighborhood? I feel like- Um, I stay in Harlem. Hell Yeah. Hell so, fucking yes. Harlem is beautiful. It is beautiful. And got a black ass history too. I live for that yes, shit. Yes, 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 yes. <clears throat> so Bambi, what are you doing? Yeah. Girl, my is just really <laughs> looking from water. I'm sorry. I was like, what is happening? I'm really oh, her trying to oh, put her together today. over here. I'm like, is her ass breaking down in front of Saint over here? I'm sorry, Child. Saint. This baby's having an emotional day, okay? It's 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 the rollout. Look, and a lot is going it. on. Okay. Uh, but Saint, um, like Bambi was saying, you were on this amazing fucking redemption episode of the Boulet Brothers. And I want to talk more about that for a second because, like I was saying, that is like one of the coolest drag things that like i've probably like ever seen like it really just is like up there with me with like a lot of the other like movies that i like hold dear to me and stuff that i'm like that is like excellent that was like just so beautifully fucking put together and it was really special yeah and the way everyone got to like tell their stories this time and like showcase like their work and their fucking art it was just so fucking cool so like what was that process like? When when did you start filming that and working on everything for that? Um, so I believe they called me at the beginning of August because I believe they wanted to film season four, but obviously like casting and doing all that uh, in the middle of like a pandemic wasn't happening. So they had called and like mentioned it. And, and originally we were supposed to fly out to LA to film it. Uh-huh. And um, because uh, I believe LA was their cases and stuff were ramping up. Uh, a couple weeks later they call and they're like hey we're coming to you and just like they left the phone call and I'm just like what what the (laughs) hell like like, it took me like a couple days to process that Next, uh, they had set a date they called my phone they were like hey this is like the criteria this is what we we need like feel free to build sets around your looks which is like a whole nother extension of like power when you're doing drag to be able to give looks and stuff homes Next thing you know, I got the boulets in my house. Like, <laughs> like, I'm like, it was so like, because it was still like a rigorous filming schedule. Like, because we only had three days to film each one. Damn. So it was just like uh, two of the days we're just doing the looks, filming for like eight hours straight in like my kitchen. And my like, um, we filmed one of them in the garage. Yeah. And it was so, it was so bizarre because they were there and they were gone. Uh-huh. And then next thing you know, the Halloween special, it it didn't feel like filming like a regular season just because I didn't really, I couldn't interact with the other girls. And you know how they are with like the NDAs and stuff, but we still like, as soon as I found out the cast, I was like, hey girl, how was yours? (laughs) And that was the other thing. I didn't find out the cast um, until like three weeks, I mean, a week and a half after we had filmed. Damn. Um, So 
for the you know like how the ending is like that cinematic moment where everyone like just starts like shedding blood from their different orcs or something. Oh, like I love oh. that. Yeah. I love Did that. you have to also film one of those or? Yeah, we all filmed one. Okay, so y'all. All and I was so I was like I was so convinced that it was gonna be some bullshit where uh-huh. like they had uh wasn't gonna send me home because they had like they had like these tapes with our names carved out in them and stuff uh-huh. and I was like y'all look like y'all put a little extra care in my tape. I feel like I'm going home. Oh. <laughs> you were like, that's it. The, okay, I got the I got the fucking rap on that. Um that that is so fucking cool. Yeah. I love the way that they revealed that at the end. So that what was it like getting that fucking shock while watching that? Oh my gosh. I was like in the room with my friends. I'm in tears. I'm crying. Cause like I said, it was such a quick process that I had forgotten so much, so many things. Yeah. Cause they still had like strict rules, like no phones on sets and stuff like that. So it wasn't like I could like snap some quick photos of any of my looks. So, and then on top of that, I was literally in the middle of moving to New York when they came. Like I, I, um, we filmed three days and then two days later I left to New York. Shit. So you were packed up and shit too. Damn. Damn. Yeah. That's so wild. Yeah, like, it, was, never, it was it was it was a little rolling. I never would have got that from any of it because it looked so fucking planned out and detailed and like just fucking thought through and like a fucking plus. Like honestly, from the moment I saw it, and I know I might be a little bit biased because this is my girl already, but I saw it and I was like, it's gotta fucking be her. I was like, it's period. Period. I was like, it's gotta fucking be you. Like that vampire look. Like I still like dream about that to this day. Oh my god! <laughs> and, so and the beautiful. the I know, like you know, obviously this pandemic has like we've all been like stuck at home. It like the um when they had called me, it came at like a really like good time because I was just like, well, like I was just kind of getting back to the roots of my drag. Like in yeah. that moment, I was just like, I ain't got nothing to to do during this time but to like fall back in love with you know because before you know i was doing it to like travel and perform i was doing it for myself at home in my room to impress myself yeah so it was really nice to like get back to that so when they had called it was just so special i was was dropping acid during the um quarantine (laughs) so like so like like, all of these (laughs) moments that were like that played out um you know, for the the looks and stuff were just reflections of things that were happening in that time. Yeah. I think it's also so cool now, because I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I don't know if they came the same way, but you are officially one of the crowned winners of of the Boulay brothers now. Right? I know. Yeah, right? that's so cool. <laughs> you are a crowned fucking winner. This black girl is the crowned fucking winner, y'all. Like, eat it the fuck up. I, like, live for that. Um, In Ackworth, Georgia, like, what was it like being the alternative like black queen there? Because we've seen so much of what you've like brought to the stage and you've told us like what Ackworth is like and we already kind of know with like what's going on in the rest of our fucking country, like how fucking tough that could be. Like what 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 was going on there, Saint? Well, when I like had started dragging it and it's more of Atlanta, that's where I had did drag at. Yeah. Um when I had started, I like came out the club very, I wanted to be like this big monster. Like that was the drag I wanted to do. But um, especially around that time, because I started drag about six years ago, that was just not the tea, like period. Like I would come to the club with stuff glued on my face and they're like, girl, this isn't going to get you out here. I know, <laughs> I know like, the Atlanta period. girls will get the you together. They will. The Atlanta girls will get you together, honey. They don't They care. absolutely will. 
So I had like started to like amalgamate like beauty with like, the things that I had did, and uh, over time it became like this like celebration of the two. Yeah, and it it was still it it was still like really hard being because it's it almost had like this this feeling of like being too too white for the black kids and too black for the white kids. Yeah, yeah. like it wasn't it was just felt like nobody was getting what I was putting out. And I think the thing with alternative, like with, with especially with Black alternative queens, is I I like I don't know. I it's just this is my opinion. I just don't think there's a lot of it no. and stuff like that. So I feel like um, I remember when um, Monique has said like, you know, the thing with drag and Black people is like people don't see themselves in us. Yeah. So I feel like with alternative drag, there's even less of that. So people see the things that we do and they like they're like, This is breathtaking, this is groundbreaking. It's like this is how we exist. Yeah. yeah. This is like what we've been doing. Like I remember Evie season, people were just like, Wow, wow. I'm like, girl, this is her. Like yeah. this is how she exists. <laughs> like like if y'all think this is groundbreaking, she's getting started. Like yeah. this is how this is how we exist. Absolutely. And I think it's so that's why it's even more important when we talk about representation and having, you know, people like you and like Evie in the fucking media and seeing that like it needs to be fucking seen. There's so people that are looking for this person that they can, you know, like look up to for some sort of like answers or even just a fucking path, you know. Like, when I was starting drag, it was so fucking tough also just to find, like, any other alternative queen who was doing something similar to what I was doing because I didn't know where to fucking start. And my drag mom was such a bitch. That bitch literally was like, um, I don't know. Figure it out. And, you like, just left mom. me with the makeup. <laughs> I have a drag mom. We'll talk about that some other time, okay? <laughs> I know. That's, like, a hidden secret that we'll have to, like, go over some other time. But, yeah, it was, like, real fucking tough out. Real fucking tough out there for us. And, like, Similar to you, like, with my story, like, when I first started as, like, the bearded, like, alt girl, like, I started in, like, punk clubs and, like, everything, too, just because I felt like I was, like, too much for this crowd and, like, too much for that one, and, like, the punk clubs are just, like, whatever fucking goes, so (laughs) that was, like, where I got a lot of that just being, like, being able to be authentically myself in those moments. And and I'm fucking glad that you had those because, like, thinking about you not being here as yourself today, that would really fucking suck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it would suck to not have, like, you know, Saints and Evie Ollies and shit like that. And I'm just happy to see that there's probably going to be a lot more of that, too, from what y'all have done in the past few years. Like, that means more than anything. I also just enjoy how smart you are because... Like, I don't know, just like you choosing uh, your references for these looks was oh. just like so mind blowing to me. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Cause like, honestly, like with Vampire, it was like, what, how are you going to make that different? It has to be like a different, like, you know, era because that's how you make that different or you be a bad. I don't know. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But it's like the way you chose 60s and I was like, damn, I what the fuck does a 60s vampire look like? I, like, yeah. why have I never thought of that? Like, it was just like a bunch of shit that I was like, never thought of that. That is really cool the way that, and it, and it goes to show like, uh, being black is really like, uh, uh, helpful tool when it comes to like expressing yourself in drag because Mm -hmm. uh i feel like a lot of your rep well especially your witch reference was just like black as hell and i was like 
that's sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And that's not something that, like, you know, other alternative queens have, you know? So, like, being an alternative queen, a black queen in, like, what is known as a white queen space is kind of sickening because you can always turn these girls on their head. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I feel like so much, like, make a, I feel like so much tries to make us feel like, you know, it won't translate. Like, if things are so black or so Afrocentric and stuff, people are like, oh, you know, other people won't get it. And I'm like, yes, they fucking will. Like, yeah. stop, stop trying to do this for their comfort. Like, hell no. Right. And even if they don't, okay, they'll ask. Like, it's... Like, goddamn. They can fucking figure it out. So, like, what do you think was the biggest difference between... I mean, besides it being this, like, COVID-like special, basically. But what do you think was, like, the biggest difference between, like, your original season and, like, filming this time with them? Um, I think it was... I think... Um, I think it was mostly like 2020 you know just being a year just everything happening all at once all the time constantly i um also i think that like you know it was really important that like they wanted to hear like a black story being told like from like a real queer black person's perspective yeah and that's what the whole special was about. Like originally when they had messaged me, they were like, Hey, like we, we, this, this isn't going to be like TV, like just talk about your year and how it's going. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice that they didn't try to like trim that down. Yeah. Um, and which, and yeah, it was, like one of the best parts of the episode. Yeah. It was really nice to see the perspective of people like trying to just exist in this time. Cause it's like really hard for everybody right now. Like everybody's taking it in different ways. The other day I had seen a queen who posted just how depressed she was and like, you know, digital drag is just really making her fall out and stuff like that. And I had like sent her a message. It was just like, Hey, just so you know, even from this other end of drag, um, it's the same way right now. Yeah, like we, we all are there. We all are fucking like, there right now. Don't get too discouraged and like you know lose it and stuff like that. Because from the top to the bottom, it's just like really not the best place. Right now. <laughs> it's a fucking mess. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's a fucking mess right now. Well, and- let's let's go back to a simpler time. How about that? You know. Okay. Yeah. Let's bring back in this next guest. Oh, guest. Um, you know, she might have won a little show called RuPaul's Drag Race, being <laughs> a black alternative queen herself. She is your last winner pre-COVID. <laughs> <laughs> um, give it up for Miss Evie Oddly. Yes. Hey, bitches. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Welcome, babe. It's so good to have you, Evie. Good to be here and queer. What an honor, bitch. Yes. I mean, we knew that we had to have you on this show, so I'm so glad that it ended up working out this way and you get to join us for the finale. Miss Evie, what's going on in Denver? Um, jack shit. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, y'all aren't open either? Okay, so Denver was opening for a second, so much so that I, like, went to my old home club and was like, oh my god, I'm so excited to see what's popping." And there were like six people in an entire warehouse. And they were like, you can still dance if you want, if you can like do it at your table. <laughs> so I think that about describes the state of where Denver's at physically, but spiritually as a city, you know, we're still, we're fighting, we're fighting. Yeah, we're trying, we're trying to find a way to do drag, be artists, make shit happen. 
rude to just give that little like taste. <laughs> Dancing at the Dance table. At the table, girl. Yeah. That's, the only, that's the only time I've been out since uh since like I, I moved back to Denver from Vegas. That's like I was like I've been holding it in. I was like, no, I'm gonna wait until COVID's over to like see what my scene is like. I know it'll depress me. But I just had to go to my home bar and I like stopped by. I live like a few blocks away, so I stopped by and like popped in. And it's just like weird. It's 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 like seeing a ghost shell of what we could be. And that's why I just think, bitch, I just I'm I'm, I'm gonna continue hold up in my little shell until the world is a little more open, cause like honestly <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's just not even worth it like it's been mm. nine months now since i've been inside any of my bars nine fucking months <laughs> and like i know <laughs> i know baby saying that out loud i was like shit <laughs> yeah, it's, really, it's really fucking painful but the idea of like being back in it and like seeing it like half cocked like that and just not not what it is and us not even being able to like actually like have that community moment and like oh. be around each other like i don't even like no like we don't even need to do that like i don't yeah. think we can just skip that we can just fucking skip that and we already know we ain't making no money there so <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to be in there right now we don't need yeah to no so so, like, so sorry before uh like covet hit were you still like living in vegas Mm-hmm. I was still living in Vegas. I was still doing residency there. I, I believe like we were only maybe halfway through our little leg because they were supposed to swap us out for, for other Rujos. Yeah. Uh, wow. And so like I was going to go back to traveling and touring and then COVID hit like halfway through and they were like, okay, bitches, you guys can't like, you guys, you guys don't have to go home, but you can't stay here we don't have any work for you the whole city's closed and <laughs> i'm right back into the same apartments i was living in before <laughs> see that's one of the good things though about like you're like a hometown girl you love denver you started there and you like give a lot of love to them and like that's another great thing about having that kind of like home relationship because you know no matter fucking what i can go back to my fucking like apartment with my girls and i'll be good like <laughs> well and that's not to say that things aren't a, a, a little weird and a little different especially because of like what what i represented on drag race and like yeah. what i represented in this scene before like uh like it, just talking about being an alternative black queen i was not the first alternative black queen denver had but i was at like a part of a generation that fought and and grew up pushing against those so i had to fight for spaces for so many people here and to make it on a platform like drag race it does kind of separate you in the minds of like where the movement is at like yeah. you know, like i wasn't really feeling like an alternative queen when i was back for the two days a year i was back and like went to see bitches at bars i was like oh my god these bitches are doing way more than i am yeah. oh. <laughs> oh my god and well and that's why i like what saint was talking about with uh, like uh, as much as the pandemic has caused difficulties for everybody and made made so many hardships like come to light it's also for me giving me the opportunity to go back and do what i love doing with my drag yeah uh, 
And that's something that I don't think I honestly would have made the conscious choice to do because I was so caught up in the whirlwind of like, well, I, I have to perform and I have to travel and I have to throw my body on the ground and make a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been really lovely in that con- <laughs> like that context just to just come back to it and be like, this is what I love. This is what I love drag about. Yeah. yeah. And like so many of us started that way. And just like you said, yeah, I had gotten away from that too. And I was like, oh shit, I can actually sew something. Fuck. <laughs> 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 I fucking forgot about that. And like, y'all, I've, we've known Evie for years. Like Evie is another like Chicago sweetheart. We call her like one of our sisters. She has worked queen here with us. She's been at Berlin. She's been at all the fucking spots. And I have always watched her show up with some shit that she's been like, I made this. I made this this weekend. Like, you know, I made this new fucking, like, look for this. Like, one of my favorite fucking looks is that anglerfish look. Oh, my God. I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) It's so good. It was so good and just weird and fucking, like, awesome. And, like, I loved, like, running around with you that night. But also, y'all, I have a really good memory of me and Evie in New York City doing that fucking pageant together. Do you remember that? Oh, my God. It's so weird for me because that pageant was, like, my first step into what my dreams with drag were, which was, like, to, to be able to go outside of Denver, go outside of Colorado and, like, see other performers and be a part of something big. And I got that because some other queen in Denver decided not to go to DragCon and, and re- recommended me. And so like <laughs> getting to be by you and by by Soju, who at the time for me yeah. was like, a, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and both of y'all bitches were like so busy. Like you you had like come from DragCon doing three things. We're going yeah. to another show. And I was like, oh my God, hey, uh, I'm just... <laughs> I'm going to stay in this corner. <laughs> I remember that moment so much. And I remember meeting you and being like, who is this little weird girl wearing plastic threads? Like, what is going on? But you look so fucking cool. And like the makeup was so great. And your performance was the fucking shit. And I was like, this Evie Oddly, she's weird. And I fucking like her. But that, that like moment all those years ago is so funny to me because it was hosted by Britta Filter. Uh-huh. I had you, at Soju, like had me, like Jasmine Rice LaBeza. Like it was such a fucking moment. Well, and that for me was a moment that was like reaffirming to be like, oh wait, like I do deserve to be here amongst these other artists. So I'm, I'm going to work hard to make sure that my name is here, like on, on its own next year. Yeah, uh, and I don't remember how long ago that was, but you know, eventually it happened. <laughs> I think that was I think that was 2017, girl. I think so. I oh think yeah, that was like a year. Then it took it, it took a year of some work, and then another year of waiting, a year of a pandemic for me to get good at drag again. <laughs> I'm gonna give myself another year of leeway. <laughs> Everyone keeps Just saying that. Out. No, it does not count, and 2021 won't either. I'm sorry, y'all. But, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you gonna have to give me happened, a fucking break. You gonna have to give me a break. Next two years, nobody uh-uh. talk about it. Ever nope, again. we don't nope. talk about it. Y'all gonna have to give me a fucking break because I need another year to even just process what the fuck just happened. Baby, best best believe when them clubs open 2021 because we are putting that in. We are manifesting that 2021. Yes, girl, these clubs will be open by the end of next year. I said it. Okay, baby, girl. (laughs) I need to go back to work. <laughs> okay, but honestly, 
I want to I want to know what y'all think. When do, when do y'all really see? What do you see as like a a timeline that could t- possibly work about us going back to clubs? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I realistically think that things will start opening up as when when a vaccine starts coming out. But as far as like things returning to normal or any source of normal, like where there's people in the clubs, where there's money to be spent, like you have to remember that like queer people, especially queer people of color are at like the bottom of this economic food chain. Yeah. Mm. So it's, it's, it's for me personally, it's going to be a me- a minute until I see things as any sort of normal again. But I think we can start fighting for that, like by maybe maybe pride, hopefully. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's giving a it's giving a a late September, early October release. You know, I don't know, Saint. What do you think about that? <laughs> I, I'm with you, Lucy. I think yeah. 2022. <laughs> like, I don't think I'm. I need a year to recover. Yeah, like I'm sorry. Like, even if it does like start to bounce back that way, like we have to figure out a whole new normal, y'all. Like, we're not gonna be able to go back. We're not gonna be able to go back. We have to go forward from here on out. Everything's going to be completely fucking different. And we have to fucking figure out how to navigate that. And honestly, yeah, I I just don't see shit being together or ready for us really to be back in it you know until what 2022. Was, what? You know what I was thinking the other day? Are parents teaching their kids to share still? Like, is what that is, a thing? What is sharing? You mean, like, on, on social media? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, first of all, sharing, baby. Kids kids are like in school, right? Like pre K and like kindergarten kids are like in school right now. And like I remember they used to teach us to share things because, like, you know, that's how you learn how to be a part of society, yada, yada, yada. But I'm like, no one should be sharing shit at these schools right now. Don't don't share your spit. Like, I mean, you'll be good. But kids is nasty. You can't, what? Like, they're spitting over themselves all the time. Like, it's just. I was just thinking about that the other day, and I was like, I wonder if kids are still learning to share. Like, because that was such a big fundamental thing when we were kids. And Bambi, what fucking not... strain you smoking, bitch? Good God question. Uh... <laughs> I, did. I don't even know where that came from. That bitch said our kids still learning. <laughs> well, also, well, because we were talking about how that is going to be. Okay, whatever. Like, y'all, y'all try to play me. <laughs> like, it's Reddit all over again. Let me go. <laughs> God, damn it. God damn it. So, Evie, like, another, like, major thing that just sticks out in my mind is your entrance into the workroom on your season of RuPaul's Drag Race. I want to know, because I've never heard this, like, who who put that look together? Did you make that look for the entrance? Um, It was, okay, so... It was actually the only item of Nina Flowers because she's like our local. She was our local Rue girl here, and she she had like crowned me in this competition we had had. So I like nudged, winked, winked her when I got on, and that was the only thing of hers that I actually ended up really using for the show because I thought it would be kind of cool to wear a symbolic thing from another Rue girl. Yeah. Who, who had been in my city like on the show the only thing is um i didn't just want to walk in in a dress 
So I attached the boa and the, the cheap boa and the shitty little car. And <laughs> One of my favorite <laughs> moments. I know everybody was like, what in the dollar store is that? People, people were so angry. Y'all could never. I, you could never take an expensive gown from a drag race legend and turn it into your trash. Yep. <laughs> it was so. And it, like that literally let us know right from the jump. <laughs> Getting with you, and I, I fucking loved it. She came in there, fucking engines, fucking blazing. Okay, <laughs> fucking go. I love that though. Nina is one of my fucking favorites. Like when we talk about icons, like an actual fucking icon standing right there. Anytime she's in Chicago DJing, like you know, back in the days when we could go out, I would oh, remember those days. Yeah, I, was like, <laughs> I would just stand in front of the booth and be like, "Oh my fucking god, oh, I love." Her. So much fun and then and, and she had so much creativity that i know like at least for me walking back into the workroom i felt double the pressure because i was like that bitch almost won and like in my city's heart nina did win anyways like oh much yeah love mm-hmm. city, but she was a queen here in denver so i was like if i go on i have to do like as good as her or better yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, <laughs> I did the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch fucking slayed it. I um so I always ask this question to everyone who's on the show too. So and I'll start with like Evie. What is Denver's drag scene like? Um, uh, it's a place that I think has definitely grown a lot, just even just within my time of doing drag here over the last decade. It's it's becoming like a hub for or okay let me speak about this out of pandemic like fashion yeah <laughs> yeah Denver was when we could grow out was, was it was the only place i've been to in my last like year whatever of travels that has more like gay bars queer spaces like like lesbian underground hot yeah. spots like it had more things opening up everywhere around the city instead of bars closing down and straight establishments having gay nights mm-hmm. like that's what i've seen in my trend everywhere i've gone is people being like yeah we used to have way more but it's all closed down so i would say denver is a blossoming queer city especially for like niche alternative people yeah absolutely i mean in the time and like the drag that i've done there in the past few years i have seen that over and fucking over um i was like real honored to be a part of the diva awards the last two fucking years and i am in love with denver scene just like the mix of fucking girls there the drag that they do there is funny and beautiful and smart and weird like everyone that i work there is like fucking cool it seems to me to be like a community of people that are actually trying to work together um you know we try i'd like to think everybody tries we are all human just getting caught up in our own bullshit no legit legit legit. (laughs) like i always recognize that but i do think like as a whole like the community like kind of looks out for each other and like they 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 kind of try to take care of each other so like i've always felt good things about like the denver scene um Saint, what do you think about the Atlanta scene? What would you what would you say the Atlanta drag scene is like? Um, I think that some hardworking entertainers, mm-hmm. and they respond well to hard work. 
<laughs> what a classy way to put that. I, I love, love that. that thing. <laughs> I love that. So doing drag in my bedroom and like coming out every once in a blue moon may not have been the tea for them. Yeah. <laughs> it may not have been uh, a tea for them, but it was a tea for everybody else. God damn it. <laughs> I was but, like, this thing about to come at us for a fucking third time on the TV screen sometime whenever, you know, we can get back to like fucking filming and shit again. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited to see that though, bitch. That like that—that oh. that is my real gay Christmas is like a Dragula, and so knowing that you're gonna be like working your ass off on the next season, bitch. Just I'm a gay tear. Thank <laughs> you. Not actually, I just smoked too much pot. My eyes are really dry, but <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't produce tears if I wanted to right now. We kind of touched on this earlier, but can we talk a little bit about that uh, Las Vegas experience? Like, holy yes. shit, a yeah. uh, literal fucking showgirl. I know, it's so like, weird. Like, wow, <laughs> like a literal showgirl. Like, what was that experience? Like, how long How long did that even, like, last? Um, I mean, I had started working on my looks from it and stuff as soon as I had gotten done with touring in in November so like vaguely around this time last year was when I had like gotten the script started like thinking about what I was gonna do how fabulous it was gonna be (laughs) and we we worked all the way up until like February or March I think we I think we were still working in March and then like when shit closed down it closed down down so that was like four months of work uh And I am excited to go back at some point. I'm just like, I personally know that it's not probably going to be as soon as some television shows may have implied. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Like, I just think that's like so legendary. Like the straight up like the showgirls from like RuPaul on the motherfucking strip. Like, what? That is so wild. What was it like being on the strip? It's just, like, such a different experience, and that's, like, as as many gripes as our community can and does and will forever have with institutions like Drag Race, I have to say, I will always be appreciative of RuPaul's Drag Race specifically because of the fact that that representation pushes us into places we've never been before. So while it may be a world right now where, like, like, it does take getting on on like a reality television show for people to like like cement you in their minds as something i think we are on the verge of drag being seen as its own beautiful art form like like whether or not you like it by like straight people white people like old old people and being and being appreciated and taken in in ways that we as queer people have never gotten the opportunities before, especially queer people of color. Like, I I remember the day I decided to become a drag queen, I was worried because I was like, bitch, this is all people are ever going to see me as now for the rest of my life if I do yeah. good at this. Yeah. At, but it's also the only way that I'll have a fucking voice in this world because I'm going out to the club. I'm fierce as fuck. I am a hot ass little twink right now. And all of these bitches are passing me by. 
<laughs> no, that is so fucking real. That is so fucking real. But I mean, <laughs> one of the things about you too that has always made me an even bigger fan of your drag is that you have always used your platform for fucking good. You have always tried to help disenfranchise people and you have always spoken up about the ill ass shit that we have to deal with even inside of our own like drag and queer communities, which to me is you're doing what you need to be fucking doing. Like, I mean, it's an important part of not only my story, but our story. It's just, it's learning how to like process all of these weird different traumas that the world is always going to consistently throw at you for, for being queer, for being a person of color, for being trans, for, for presenting this way, for talking this way. And it, Drag for me has just meant so much because it's my way of controlling that conversation with the world. Like everywhere else I go, people are going to call me whatever gender, see me as whatever they want. And yes, I can do things to transform that, but drag is just the art of playing that dress up that we all do every day anyways. Yeah. Which is why I'm in sweatpants right now because I don't give a shit out of drag anymore. <laughs> Fucking same. Uh, all I wear is fucking sweatsuits. That's, that's fucking it. That's all I've got the time for. I don't have the time for anything else. Nothing. So, so one more question that I have on my mind, and Bambi, feel free to like jump in with anything else too. Mm -hmm. But um, we've talked so much about you know what what could happen and shit like that. But ideally, what would you like to see happen when we do return to the club? What would the landscape look like in 2022? <laughs> Sorry, I said it. Easy. <laughs> Easy? Yeah. <laughs> in what way, Bambi? I don't know. Like, Because it ain't ever I, been easy for us. I just want to, you know, walk into Splash. Like, Flo Millie is playing. Like, I see it. <laughs> like, there's a line. Like, <laughs> white fags. And, like, I look sickening. Like, can we fags on here? Is that allowed? We did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> like, y'all know what I mean. And, like, I look sickening. My hair is they pay me as yeah. soon as I walk in the door. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That is, ooh, uh, that is a part of my fantasy, bitch. That's a part of my fucking fantasy. Absolutely. Saint, what does it look like to you? Um, ooh. I don't <laughs> right? know. Like, 2022 is a year away. <laughs> um... I just imagine that hopefully just being back to what it was, like everybody's just going out. Hopefully now everybody's like sanitizing their hands now a little bit more. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, just just seeing all the artists struggle right now is just really hard. It's been like, it, it's been part of like the depression. So just to see artists getting back to work and stuff and getting back to work with their like, with their like new like coming back to their work, you know, because mm -hmm. a lot of queens, their makeup and stuff is stepping up. Oh yeah, no! me, me oh, included. Yeah. Like I had a lot of time to work on it. Yep. So I can't wait to come back and just see the new everybody. It's yeah. it's different when you have time to blend everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a big fucking difference. Okay. I'm like, there's no rush to get to the club tonight, honey. I can finish this eye up. It's all fucking good. <laughs> Evie, what does that look like for you? What is like going back after this look like for you? Um, you know, I do want 
on in one respect i want all of our queer spaces opened up i want our artists to be getting paid i want our artists to be getting fed but i also want to see our artists break out of because that's for me what the most refreshing part of this pandemic has been was seeing like yeah bitch we are all struggling right now from the top to the bottom but we're gonna find a way to make art and it's not going to be ruled by how much alcohol was sold that night hello yeah. hello yeah. hello i want to i want to see i want to see our spaces open up but i also want to see like drag artists and queer artists in more places and in more spaces doing more things that you would you would never have thought that we could do before because our art form deserves that and if we're going to talk about like black lives matter if we're going to talk about trans lives matter then like give those artists the platforms give them the forefront and like let let them have the fucking microphone absolutely like damn you said it with that one <laughs> not based on alcohol sales did y'all hear that <laughs> like fuck i would have screwed that over and fucking over again <laughs> yes like i when i think about it and when i look at going back like i said i feel like there's going to be a new normal and we're going to have to like fucking figure that out in a way mm. but just kind of like everyone else said i want to see every person in our community empowered in their own way i want to see everyone having a platform for them being able to speak and being able to help in whatever way they can um i want to see the power get back into the performer's hands in the sense that this money that's coming in is fucking theirs and they should mm. be the one owning it and deciding where it fucking goes to i want to see um the, the black trans women in our fucking community running shows booking it managing these fucking bars and like actually being in charge of shit not just you know placate it with the fucking title i want to see all this shit that we fucking work for take its fucking root right here in our community in every single fucking way and i want to mm. see us owning fucking spaces like that's a big one for me like we need to own fucking spaces I want us in charge of every fucking thing. And I know that we can be, and I'm tired of us, uh, yeah, being held back from that. So I'm hoping to spend 2021 figuring out how I can continue that fucking trend because, um, yeah, we, we, we ain't going back to the same thing. We ain't going yeah. Back. That was powerful. That was powerful. So, like, I mean, that's just that's just the tip of the iceberg. But like, y'all got to listen to uh, four amazing black creatives talk today about what we would like to see. And I want y'all to know that you can help make these things fucking happen by supporting our black asses in a bunch of different ways. But uh, let's start with Saint. Where can they find you, and how can they support you in this time, babe? Um, you can find me at Saint the Unholy at on Instagram. Sorry, I'm moving. And you can support me. I have a Patreon. I have oh, monthly tarot yeah. cards that um that I give out that are based on looks that I've done every month. Um, there's three tiers. You can get up to two tarot cards a month. Ooh. And my merch shop. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing the T-shirt that you're wearing right now. That that's oh. you, ain't it? Yep, that's me. Oh, I fucking love that. And <laughs> the artist Nikini Kill on uh, yeah, Nikini right? Kill. She's amazing. She produces so much work all the time. I, 
I'm having a really a brain fart on trying to like sell her, but she she's great. You should follow her. One of my favorite, like their style of art is so fucking cool. Um, it's always kind of like dark and spooky, but just the way that they like interpret everybody's like drag and face is so fucking dope. So yeah, look up Bikini Kill. It's like Bikini Kill, but with an N at it. Um, <laughs> love you so much for that, Saint. Y'all y'all are going to fucking gag when y'all see her on season four. So oh, get fucking I'm so excited. Get fucking prepared. And Evie, how can we find and support you in these dark days? Um, uh, if you bump into me at Walmart, <laughs> you owe me a dollar automatically because you're you're too close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep that clear. But uh, otherwise, you know, I'm really trying to take this time to focus on uh, making music, and so yes. Oh my God! We didn't even talk about the album. Congratulations on the album. Okay. Congrats. Oh, drag trap. I mean, yeah. I I wanna I wanna keep trying to explore that because you know it's something that I never was al- allowing myself to take seriously before, and I'll, I'll, it's made me feel really good. So I'm gonna keep making music videos. I'm making more music right now. I'm writing a song. I'm giving a blowjob to a record exec. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can't see the video, but she's multi-talented, okay? She back here. <laughs> but yeah, just just support that. I'm, I'm, find me on any uh, social media, uh, Oddly Evie, and just pretend to like my shit even if you don't. Yes, y'all, y'all fucking hear that. Hit the fucking, you know, what do they call that? What's that button? Retweet. Hit the retweet button. Yeah. Share yeah, it on Insta. And, um, and also uh, find them on Cash App and Venmo uh, to directly support them. Get the money right in their pockets because, yeah. you know, everybody fucking needs it this time. And y'all be looking at our social media every day, expecting a new picture and a new look. Yeah, bitch, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, y'all want us out here wearing something new, daddy, buy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> y'all heard it here. Fucking buy it, okay? So make sure y'all are supporting these beautiful fucking ladies. Thank you so, so, so much again. Like, it was such an honor to have y'all on the season finale of The Black Tea. Um, we cannot wait to see y'all again real fucking soon. Miss Bambi. Mm. Yes. Yes. You what? there? Yeah, I'm here, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so I'm much for joining you. the show today, y'all. We love you so, 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 so much. Bye bye. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye, bye y'all. <laughs> oh my God, Miss Bambi. Yes, that was team. so fucking great. That was actually oh beautiful. Love both that of them. was so great. Really, really, really fucking beautiful. Um, what a great way to end this like first fucking season. Right? It's been so much fun. It has really been a lot of fun. And like, you know, we were already friends, but I have to say it has been really great having this moment with you every week to like check in and talk with you and just to be able to have like longer conversations. You're one of my, I think of you as one of my little baby girls, you know, one of my nieces, one of you know, one of my nieces. (laughs) I I am baby girl. Um, No, I do love talking to you every day. I, I truly like, People don't know this, but I try to bug Lucy all the time. Like, I'm that friend that will call you, like, she just does. 
so I can see your face, especially he now does. during the <laughs> pandemic. Like, I will call you. Like, I don't care what you're doing. I'll call you. Um, no. and the only Lucy, one I'll answer for, too. Lucy's one of those girls who I'm like, will she pick up? <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> but now God. I have a guaranteed call every week. Yeah. And I love everything about it. So, yeah, I agree. I love just getting to talk to you every week. You're so much fun keep me grounded you teach me new stuff like about britney spears and stuff yeah. <laughs> um, we've learned so much together we've learned so much together over this fucking year so you got a bowl packed you ready oh bitch i got a joint yeah okay, okay sweet because you know we got to have our little smoke session for our season fucking finale and while we talk about that uh smoke session for the season finale there are still ways that you can be supporting our smoking habits and how much we've smoked this entire fucking season you know so some people have a champagne fund, but we got a motherfucking weed fund. And this week, we want to say thank you to two of our supporters who helped us get some weed this week. Bambi, who was that? It's Alisa, my baby girl. I love you. Oh, my God. She's the one who she's done, like, so many, like, merch things with me. She's so cute. And then <laughs> Jad from Kalamazoo. I love you, Jad. Jad uh, follows me on um, Twitter, and we talk a lot. And uh, Jad actually brought me to Kalamazoo my, like, <gasps> first two times I went oh, uh, for, like, a little school gig. I love Jad. I love y'all. <laughs> Period. Thank you so much for supporting our little weed fund. Uh, yeah, it is tough times out here, and weed keeps this podcast really fucking hilarious. So if you have enjoyed it over the first season, please make sure to just, you know, send in those funds to us. And where can they send those, Bambi? They could send them to our cash app, which is at the Black Tea. That's T-H-E-B-L-A-Q-U-E. T-E-A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bitch, did I smell black, right? I felt like yeah, I added something. <laughs> so let's go ahead and raise these bowls and have our little, little end smoke sessions. You're, you're yeah. in. Shout out to my hater. Shout out that you couldn't phase me. <laughs> Bambi, what you smoking on today? Bitch, um... I forget what this is called. I've been smoking on this for like the past like two weeks and I tore off the label. I have this bad habit of oh tearing God. labels off of uh, lighters and like containers for some reason. Anxiety. So I never know. Like, look, you can look at my lighter right now. Anxiety. Oh, <laughs> And I, like, try to stop. Okay, so I have, like, also this nervous tick of, like, shaking my foot. And I do it a lot. And Kenzie has, like, been trying to train me to stop. And I think that's why I keep peeling things. <laughs> oh, my God. The anxiety is bubbling right? up and out of her. I'm stressed, y'all. Poor angel, bitch. If anybody fucking gets that, it's me. Well, I am smoking on some Mag Land Race. Um, it is from Verano. And I got it from my favorite dispensary, Dispensary 33, of course. Mm. Period. Speaking of Dispensary 33, they are a sponsor for my new baking show, which is just released today. Or I guess by today, it would have been released two days ago. But but it is starring one of my favorite co-hosts, Miss Lucy Stuhl, as my first guest. And we are making Peach Cobbler. So if you haven't checked it out, check it out now. You can get that at uh, Moving Standard YouTube. That's Bambi Bakes. Period. Bambi fucking bakes, y'all. It was such a cute episode. And that... uh medicated peach cobbler is the shit i would have eaten so much more of that i'm glad that they only gave me a piece of it oh look i would have i would just be out there high as fuck season one i'm sending you home with it period yes <laughs> period you better we'll take some home because yes 
Hell fucking yeah. So I also just have to say, um, I want to take a moment to thank Lucky Stiff, who is a part of the reason that the Black Tea is happening in this way. Um, There was a while back, there were some people saying that, um, you know, they were so confused as to why Lucky wouldn't be a part of this anymore and why they had kind of disappeared from this. And I just wanted to remind everyone that Lucky took it on their own to step away from this and to hand us this platform um, to make sure that our voices could be heard in this way, Um, which I think a lot of people need to be remembering to do right now and for the rest of fucking time is stepping out of the way sometimes and letting disenfranchised people who may not have access to the platform have that fucking moment. Um, And I just want to say thank you to Mm -hmm. them for the continued work that they have done and for helping make this fucking happen because the black tea wouldn't be here today in the way that it is um, without them. So thank you. Thank you, Lucky. Thank you. Thank you. I just wanted to say that moment. And uh, I just wanted to also say thank you to everyone who has been here riding with us for this first season of the Black Tea. Honey, it has been all over the place. There has been all kind of technical issues. We had to figure out how to work our fucking shit. We had to figure out how to do this all um, fucking across the world, basically, while in the middle of fucking quarantine. And we're fucking figuring it out. And when we return in January, it's going to be even more fucking awesome because we're coming back with amazing fucking guests and all kind of fucking shit. And shout outs to Caramel, DeVille, and Toto for being the most, you know, patient producers that a gal could have. (laughs) Gals could actually have because their asses have stepped into here, have wrangled a whole bunch of fucking drag performers and performers in general who y'all know it's like wrangling a herd of fucking cats. Y'all just don't know what they have (laughs) been through. Like They have been through it and they have turned out fucking great episodes and they're also learning this in fucking real time. Like they are learning this as we go. So make sure you give some fucking love to them. Um, we love them so much, and the black tea wouldn't fucking sound near as great if if we didn't have them fucking doing this. Because I know my ass could not be all over this shit in the least. In the least, as, girl. As Ariana says, I never check my vocals, so shout out. Never. <laughs> and to everyone else who has donated to um our fund to help get us fucking equipment, who has like fucking donated just to make sure that we're fucking staying sane and that we got a little bit to smoke on and everyone who has just like fucking listened and like shared us and amplified what we're fucking doing here thank you from the bottom of our hearts (laughs) thank you from the bottom of our hearts we love you so fucking much and we promise to come back at the beginning of next year with some fucking hot shit for you with some heat uh, with some fucking heat but with that being said we're gonna take a break for the rest of December we need a fucking moment and we're gonna let y'all uh, send us some money, and then we'll uh, we'll <laughs> we gonna take a, we gonna take a three week break for so y'all can just y'all can send up send y'all coin to us, and then uh, we'll be back in January with some hot ass guests, right, Bambi? Yes, I'm so excited. I'm so fucking excited too. Goodbye, my zippers. Goodbye, Lucy. Thank you for having me as your Bye, guest. Miss- <laughs> podcast. Goodbye, Miss Bambi Banks. We love y'all. We'll be back soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
Sip tea, the darker girl is sweeter Feels cool, but it's hotter than a fever Kick back with two of your favorite divas Let's talk, let's talk, come on Stir it, give it something you can feel, yeah No faking, we gotta keep it real, yeah Pour it and pull up, see, yeah, yeah Don't you know it's high?